Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Zeph Reeves. He's the MD of Tesoro Resources, an SX listed gold explorer and developer with assets in Chile. Uh, we talked to him uh, following our conversation in August last year about the fundraise, the plans for this year, and what they hope to be able to achieve in the middle of this year. Uh, if you want our thoughts and opinions on the topics we discussed, the, the conversation as a whole, and indeed the company, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Uh, we can also find detailed company reports and analysis. There's commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies. We've also got uh, training courses on there to help you with your diligence process. We've got summaries of other interviews that we've done to save you some time. And of course, there's our thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe and friendly environment. Isn't that a nice thought? So why don't you go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Zeph, how are you doing, sir? Yes, I'm going very well, thank you. Good to see you, mate. Uh, it's been about four months or so. Been uh, quite busy. We're going to catch up about that in a second. But first of all, how are things in Oz? Uh, things are going pretty good, although we've had a bit of a shock to the system in the last 24 hours with um, fine old Perth going into a COVID lockdown. So uh, quite unusual for us um, to experience that. But, but hopefully it's only for five days. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll get on back to where we were. But uh, obviously nothing like what you guys are experiencing in the UK. Well, I don't know. Should we compare notes? Okay, so how many cases are there there? One. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. And w where's that case come from? Um, it's actually come, come out of a quarantine hotel. So, I mean, there's cases, there's active cases in the quarantine hotels, but this is the first community spread case for some time in Perth. And uh, it, they have told us that it's the UK variant, <gasps> You're kidding. Um, which is a little bit more contagious, I believe. Yeah. So uh, our government, being um, the cautious types that they are, have put the city in lockdown. Hopefully, it's only for the five days, and and uh, we can all get on with it. Isn't that amazing? On for the weekend. So it's a UK variant. It's made it all the way over to Australia through quarantine, and it, we've someone has given it to one of the one of the workers in the quarantine uh, hotel, presumably. Yeah. That just shows how easy it is to transmit. Yeah, we're, 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 we've had a shocker here. We've had 50,000 cases a day. I think we're down to sort of in the low 20s now. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's how it yeah, works, folks. That's how it works. Should we talk uh, mining? Something we know something about? I think we should, yes. Let's talk to Zorro. Okay, okay. So um, before we do, why don't you give everyone like one minute overview of Tesoro uh, for people new to the story, and we'll pick it up from there. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so Tesoro is a uh, gold exploration and development company. We're focused on the El Zorro Gold Project, which is in uh, the northern part of Chile, uh, only one hour air flight away from Santiago. It's located on the coast. Um, and Tesoro was listed on the ASX at the beginning of uh, 2020 in February. And uh, since then, we've defined a, a, what's shaping up to be a high quality gold deposit at Turnera, one of the prospects we're drilling at, at El Zorro. Um, and we're seeing some uh, huge drill intercepts come out of that. And we've taken this company now from a, a listing valuation market cap of around $8 million to around $135 million market cap today. Uh, we're well funded. Um, we've got approximately uh, $20 million 
Australian dollars in the bank and we've got our foot flat to the floor drilling out to Nera, getting it through scoping um, and feasibility and, and trying to get this project through development as quickly as possible. That you are. Um, I noticed that you know, last time we spoke, you were about 16 cents, 25 cents today, but you did get up to the dizzying heights of around just over 50 cents. I mean, what was going on there? Yeah, I think during that period, I mean, uh, the, the period from probably June through to October last year, the whole gold sector on the ASX, you know, we we're all reaping the benefits of a, of a fairly bull gold market. Um, obviously, the gold price has come off the cut, but look, we're still looking at record highs, right? So, but uh, some of that money's probably come out of the gold sector now and, and the whole um, gold equity market in Australia. Um, and Canada, when you're looking at some of our comparative companies that have, have steadily declined since October. But um, things were certainly getting quite overheated, I thought, in, in that period um, immediately after mid-year. But uh, things seem to have settled down a bit now, seeing probably more realistic valuations. But um, look, certainly uh, all the gold stocks had a good run. And um, look, we, we use that that um, elevated share price as an opportunity to raise some capital and hence, you know, sitting on a, a pretty healthy treasury at the moment and, and able to get on with um, getting our Zoro 3 development and into production. Yeah, absolutely. was it was quite an extraordinary period of time. I think people are wandering, wandering around looking at different things, silver, GameStop, things like that, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, well, nothing, you know, probably in the last two weeks or so, or certainly since the, the new year, there's certainly money coming out of the gold sector going into the battery thematic again. You've seen a number of lithium miners uh, increasing value and, and some of the specialty metal companies are starting to gain some attention again. Um, but, you know, I think just given the general economic um, state of the of the world, we're seeing still plenty of volatility, in, in, particularly in the resources and material sectors, and probably going to continue to do so. But, you know, Tesoro can't control that. What we can control is the work that we do. And uh, we think we've got a high quality asset that, uh, you know, speaking for itself so far, I think, um, you know, we've drilled uh, over 80 holes into our Zorro now and not one of them has come back with a, a negative result. So it's uh, quite amazing yeah. actually how, how things have gone for us. Yeah, let's talk about it. So don't worry, folks. I think gold's probably going to have a, a, a good year. So don't 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 fear about that. Um, no, we, we, we're of the same same belief. I think it's going to continue to go. And I think anything above sixteen hundred dollars um, US an ounce is still pretty bull gold territory, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think we're I think it's going to be um, safely above that this year. There you go. Um, we talked last time about your business plan strategy team, how you're going to deliver this. So I think people, I'll put a link below so people can go and have a look at that if they want to sort of check out the, the, the company and its substance. Because I, what, the thing I quite liked about that conversation was how you guys had gone through a private company phase and funded a lot of work prior to going public. So I think people should listen to that component of the interview. It was very interesting to me. Um, Today, I want to focus on what's going to happen this year. Okay, so you you took the opportunity to raise some uh, capital, uh, twenty million Aussie. Um, I guess everyone just wants to understand what's the plan about how you're allocating that and what you hope to be able to uh, be able to deliver by the end of twenty twenty one. Yeah, sure. So obviously, you know, we're very well funded now, and we've hit the ground running again this year. Uh, we've currently got four diamond drill rigs at El Zorro. Uh, drilling away and they're actually achieving some, some pretty huge production rates. We've already drilled nearly 5,000 metres since the beginning of the year, um, which is, which is good. 
Uh, but at the moment, we've got about 30,000 metres of diamond drilling planned for the immediate Ternera area. So Ternera is the deposit that we're drilling at El Zorro. Um, we're trying to find the edges of it. Uh, we haven't done so yet, which is a, a good problem to have. And, and the more drilling we do, the bigger it gets. Um, and, and uh, I, you know, at some point in time, we're going to have to probably draw a line in the sand and say, okay, let's go and infill all this area get a maiden resource out and that's really our key focus for um, this first half of this year. But look, in conjunction with that, we're already commencing some of our scoping study works to you know, basically determine what the optimal um, program or optimal pathway for this project is in terms of um, you know, things like power supply, water supply, um, processing methods and, and those sorts of things. Um, but look, the project's located in such a, a, a favourable location to build a gold mine. Um, we've got lots of options at our disposal, so which is you know a, a really big uh, point of difference between us and, and a lot of our peers. I think is that we do have those options due to the location of the project. So between now and I guess the end of this year, we'd expect to see a maiden resource estimate on the table. Obviously, a steady flow of drill results leading up to that and probably beyond as we continue to grow it. Um, and certainly the results of an initial scoping study and moving this project through into a feasibility as quickly as we can. Okay. Last time we spoke, you were kind of reticent to actually put a number on the size of the, of, uh, the maiden resource that you would like to. But given every hole has hit mineralization, given the grades that you're seeing, are you in your in in discussions in the board thinking we think the maiden resource should look something like X number? Are you putting a number on it? Yeah, sure. Obviously, we're looking at all those uh, and having those discussions, you know, pretty regularly as we're as we're modelling our drilling information as we go. Um, you know, that all gets done on the fly continuously, so it helps plan our drilling as well as well as begin to understand the scale of the project. Um, so yeah, we do have some numbers in the back of our mind, what we think we would need to achieve to, to, to build a mine here. But keeping in mind, this is likely to be a um, lower grade, but high tonnage um, operation initially, um, albeit we're seeing some really nice, juicy results in the core of the deposit. Um, and when I say juicy, you know, it's fairly common for us to produce results like 30 or 40 metres width at, at three or four grams per tonne. Um, but this sits in a sea of lower grade material. Uh, but that's all starting to hang together in 3D now and it's starting to be um, defined over quite a large area. And we see mineralisations well formed from surface down to 400 metres depth. And I think at the moment we've defined an area that's probably 800 metres long by about four or 500 metres wide. So um, I think as we mentioned while we were chatting before the interview kicked off, we haven't found the edges of it yet, uh, which is a good problem to have. Um, but, uh, you know, in terms of overall numbers, I think I mentioned before, ultimately, we'd like to see something in the realm of 100,000 ounce plus production rate coming out of a mine built in this part of the world at the sort of grades that we're seeing. So, um, you know, at the moment, we, we're seeing all those, all those results coming in and, and nothing to deter us from pushing on to, to achieve that. So, the, so Again, coming, coming back a little bit to the conversation around business plan before and strategy, um, has your thinking evolved or changed given the sorts of grades that you're seeing and the, you know, the fact that you're able to sort of, well, I know you haven't found the edges yet, but you've, you've got 
an idea of where you're going to be. Do you say this is, this company is about getting into early production, getting cash flowing, and we know we can keep building this, this the scale of this thing out, or are you tempted just to keep drilling and deliver a you know multi million ounce resource? Maybe make that someone else's problem. Yeah, look, I think that you know I mentioned probably in the last interview with you that uh, it was always our intent to get this project into production. That's one of the reasons that we went and targeted the coastal belt, access the infrastructure all of those sorts of things, um, whereby it's not inconceivable that a junior company can take, take a project from uh, discovery through development and into production. Um, we're still on that same pathway and strategy. Um, it's not to say there hasn't been knocks on the door by mid-tiers and majors who are interested in some of our fairly spectacular drill results. Um, and that door's always open, of course, to have those discussions. But at this stage, look, the board and the company are fully focused on taking this through to production as quickly as possible. Um, I think we're, we're on the record of saying, and it's been in our ISX announcements and presentations previously, that we, we are um, aiming for a mid-year this year to, to have a maiden resource around. Um, and the, we think that the resource that we announce will be an economical resource for this part of the world to take it through to the next stage of, you know, pushing through to feasibility and so on. So, my strategy hasn't changed. Um, that's not to say that maiden resource won't continue to grow, but uh, we'll, we'll certainly put some economics around something by mid-year, we think. So, you will continue to improve up the scale of this? as well as concurrently with the scoping study, trying to understand the economics of what you've got to today. Um, so what, what does that mean? So where are you with that scoping study? And what's the timing of that? Yeah, so we're already in the sort of data collection phase where, um, you know, we're, we're looking at our options in terms of we're talking to um, people like power providers. There's a number of power options for the project. Uh, we're looking at different water options and, and we've already pegged um, concessions, for example, for all of our access from the highway. We've pegged easements along the, the ocean to gain access to seawater. So we're just starting to do all of that work. We're commencing some of the environmental work that needs to be done for permitting and beginning to have discussions about general how, generally how the site would be laid out. For example, where you'd put a waste dump, where you'd put a tailing dam and um, those sorts of things. And I suppose it's also important to, to mention, we're also um, currently working at building our, our team and our internal capability um, of people able to um, execute that work. So we're currently in the process of um, engaging a study manager and, and you know, we're also considering making um, additional appointments to our board for, um, for advice to our board on, on um, from individuals who have had that experience in, in taking a project right through uh, through this part of its um, development, if you like, from discovery through to, to building it. How are you finding conversations around water? Because that seems to be always a sticking point in Chile. Yeah, well, that you know, we're only 13 kilometres from the ocean. So in Chile, it's really common to use ocean water, the seawater in a mineral processing plant. Um, there's actually a permit that's already um, granted to another um, uh, water user that's only 20 kilometres away from the mine or from the deposit um, that we're, we're having a chat to. So these are all forming parts of our scoping study. But, you know, in a, in a gold plant, salt water is, is no problem to use in a, in a typical cyanide um, 
extraction process. I mean, the gold fields here in Western Australia are using groundwater, which is you know thousands of times saltier than than seawater, with with no issues. Um, but there's a permitting process involved to do that, and we're beginning all of those processes now because they're, they're sort of our long lead items, if you if you like. And so as we go. Um, through this process, it, we start ticking all of those boxes as we go through. So by the time we have the maiden resource on the table, you know, we've got an order of the scale of, an order of magnitude of the project, the conceptual scale of it, probably one of the best options for processing power, water, infrastructure and so on. And then we can move directly into feasibility. So it's always our intent and what we're working on is to run these processes in parallel. Um, across multiple teams to be able to deliver the project as quickly as we can. Okay, so talk to me about sort of um, this earning that you've got because the, you are you need to deliver a feasibility study to get what is eighty percent of the company plus fifty thousand bucks. I, I, I suspect. So is that is the, is the current funding in place? Does that get you there? Because you're doing it in an accelerated time frame, or will there be another raise between now and then? Uh, we think we're probably just about there in terms of funding. Again, it will come down to the ultimate size of the deposit. Um, if things continue to grow, it might not, but, um, and we spend more money on drilling. But look, we think we'll get, you know, uh, if we don't get all the way through fees, we'll, we'll be certainly a good way down that road with the current funding, you know. So um, there'll be plenty of value to be created between now and then. Um, and, you know, we'd hope investors are, are there able to see us grow into that with what we think, you know, obviously a very attractive deposit at this point in time from what we're saying. Fantastic. And you guys are, the management team, just to remind everyone, you're significant uh, holders at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. We've um, obviously funded the uh, company prior to listing, um, as well as, I guess, the sweat equity in uh, six six years prior to even forming Tesoro was, uh, was the first time I actually saw the project. So, you know, it's taken some time and effort to um, work out an appropriate deal with the vendor and then funding the, the company uh, through um, its infancy prior to listing. Um, so we're heavily aligned to our existing shareholders, obviously, by being major shareholders in the company. And, um, and I think that's a, a, a pretty positive because that's what we're all motivated here for is to see that share price grow and the value of the company grow. Okay, interesting. And just to just finish off, can we just just talk about where you're going to be drilling, the order play, if you don't mind, in terms of the targets that you're, you're looking at? Yeah, look, we've had some recent success on particularly the northeast flank of Tanera. Uh, we've seen some pretty spectacular results come out of there. I think our biggest, biggest drill intercept or best drill intercept, what I'd classify as our best drill intercept that's come out of there recently. And we've done a number of follow-up holes that have all had big, wide, well-mineralised intercepts. So when I say big, we're sort of talking 200 to 250 metres over a gram um, with higher grade intervals within that. That whole zone sort of starting to really expand now and, and is, is open to the north. So there's been quite a focus on, I guess, understanding the geometry of that and its continuity. Um, we've also drilled some uh, up dip holes of, of that part of the ore body and um, had some good success there. So the focus has been there and now we're coming back to infill that. So there's a, a split between those four drill rigs that are on site at the moment. Three of them are essentially doing infill and extensional drilling on the immediate Tenera area that are uh, logical places to go and drill. And the, the fourth rig is 
um, sort of stepping out a little bit wider and doing a little bit more high risk drilling on Tanera. Um, we've also now drilled uh, two holes into another target called Toro Gordo, which is immediately south of Tanera. And we'll be looking to probably drill some holes in some of our other targets. You know, keeping in mind this is an emerging large district. Uh, Tanera is the first of six targets that we've identified significant gold mineralisation at um, that we've drilled. So we see a fair bit of potential to add some um, additional upside to uh, to what we've got at El Zorro over the year as well as some um, drilling in some of those other targets. Brilliant. Look, um, Zaf, appreciate the update. We like the story first time we heard it. Um, I guess we're, we'll sit and wait to hear from you with regards to how this drilling goes and um, make resource in the middle of the year. Easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Busy, all done from lockdown. Yeah, no. that's what I <laughs> no, mean. No, thanks, Matt. Uh, it's going to be a very exciting year, I think, for Tesoro over the next six to twelve months. Particularly, you know, we've got we kicked off a thirty thousand meter drill program. There's plenty of drill results to come out. Obviously, that scoping study is uh, already underway, and um, you know, we're very keen for our shareholders to um, to be on board and, and watch the growth of this company. You know, I think we're on to a significant deposit at Tanera and a very exciting time from over the next six to 12 months. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.